Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Twilight with Solaris Blue Raven. Uh, it's it's a very exciting time when she comes and brings her show over to Nightlight, and it's a thrill to be able to sit and talk with her and share philosophies and let spirit take us to wherever we're going to go. So, without further ado, welcome to your show, Solaris. <laughs> well, thank you, Barbara. It's a pleasure to be here with you again on Neon Twilight. Over here on Nightlight. Well, you know, I think you know when you came up with the, the the title Neon Twilight, it just had to happen. It's such a pretty name, and it 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 alludes to the, that time when magic happens, and and you know, and certainly magic happens whenever you and I get together and talk. And as I say in a lot of the write-ups, I know where we're going to start, but I have no idea where we're going to end up. <laughs> It's a, it's a multifaceted highway. Yeah. It, that's okay. It, well, it. Well, no, I think that's, you know, where spirit takes us is usually a better place to go than trying to mm-hmm. um, schedule spirit's influence on, on whatever is going on within our lives. I, I think that, uh, and, and it's such a pleasure always to talk to you because it's it's always so exciting to talk to somebody who speaks the same language. Agreed. Yeah, that's true. We can talk for hours usually. So, yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> well, actually, I forgot what we were going to discuss the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you remember what t- tonight was? I I had to go back and you look. Know, um, I, I think I was going to talk about, was it healing? I can't even remember now. Faith healing and energy medicine and how it works. Okay. And I was thinking, I, for some reason, I was thinking time travel. Did we, we must have touched on the time travel aspect. And then uh, switched gears because it's been a while. So 
yeah, we can talk about that type of energy and consciousness and motion in, in so far as how it correlates to healing. I just thought that was interesting because people have so much power when it comes down to personal power, spiritual power, but they don't use it. Sometimes they just kind of keep it and let it be diverted or drained off, you know, instead of working it in, inside their, their bodies. Well, I think most people, um, well, maybe not most. I, I can't, you know, I don't have a great range of, you know, people to sample. But when when you talk about faith healing, when you talk about energy work, most people, even even if they have experienced it, don't feel like they are capable of doing it themselves. And I think that's that's one of the greatest misconceptions out there. Um, mm-hmm. we, you know, and, and I often, my analogy of our bodies is like a an expensive car and it has all the bells and whistles, but we don't have the owner's manual, so we don't know that it's capable of doing a lot of stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's sort of, I love the, the, the look on people's faces the very first time they experience um, Reiki energy and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the actual heat coming from, from somebody's hands and the feeling, and it's the same with Tai Chi. The very first time you, you an individual, if you're, if you're working with somebody who knows what they're doing and they put you in the correct position, um, you feel the energy running through your body. And... Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of like that energy can be directed, can be utilized, can be sent to other people. And uh, I, I don't know if it's most people don't want to take the time to learn it or think they can't. I you know it, we're all capable of it, and yet mm-hmm. so so very people utilize it. Right. I think they get sidetracked on a lot of levels, and also I think it has a lot to do with just being on the path and and just having the right people show up in your orbit insofar as learning these skills or being reactivated, so to speak, especially with Reiki and things like that. You know, it seems to me like earlier in the day, um, back in the day, it seemed like the right people were always in my orbit. Everybody was a synchronicity. It was always the right people, the right teachers. Everything kind of just kind of was flowing in alignment with the cosmos. And, and that was just like a chain reaction of evolution for me on the spiritual path working. A lot of people probably don't have that. Well, I, you know, I think we I think everybody has it but they don't recognize it. You know, mm-hmm. when when you say oh oh that was a coincidence. No it wasn't. It was a message from spirit. Pay attention. Or you know, what a synchronistic thing. Yeah, it's happening for a reason in your life. Pay attention. And I think that's I think that's what what drives me so crazy because the spirit inside of us is constantly giving us messages. It's just a matter of Listen, pay attention. Um, every now and then one of the shows just doesn't go. There's technical problems or whatever. And I always say to whatever author happens to be <laughs> the beneficiary of that, I, I always say, look, this happens for a reason. I don't know what it is, but I do have faith that, you know, when the time is right, it'll happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, most most authors you know, we'll, we'll we'll sit back and say, oh, you know, you're right. And mm-hmm. and it, it always works out that way. So mm-hmm. if there's if there's something that, that that's, nothing screws up, it's just that it doesn't happen according to my agenda. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, it, 
So it's but you know you you brought up faith healing and um, if anybody wants to experience group energy, find a faith healer and go to one of their meetings because with the singing and the dancing and the clapping and everything, the energy is so palpable that you mm-hmm. can feel it in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's a and when they, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And when they touch people and they go down, you know that's so really cool. Um, I've I've been uh, I, I've met and know uh, a, a few faith healers in my day, and they are just—it's amazing how they can get a crowd going. And you come out of those those meetings, even if you haven't been touched by spirit. Um, you experience the energy in the room, and it is it is profound, and it's it's amazing how it can change you, but not how do I put this? It can change you, it can heal you from a lot of things, but if you don't change your life, whatever the problem is comes back because it what it does is it clears you out so that you can. Mm-hmm shift your focus and i think that's something most people don't understand uh you know if if you have been quote unquote healed there's a reason and and if you change your life to embrace that healing then then it will be permanent but if you just go back to everything the way it was sooner or later the difficulty will return Mhm. i agree totally yeah and the body really needs that that cleansing, whether it's faith healing or just regular Reiki or whatever whatever type of work. It seems to me like once you start clearing out all that debris, then you fill it up with the light and, and whatever else that you want to do to raise your vibration, your state of consciousness. And, and I can speak from my own personal experience. It's always been a, a beneficial thing, you know, clearing away the old. Sometimes people don't realize how much they have, how much baggage or debris they have within their own electromagnetic field and aura until they get cleared. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I didn't realize I had all that in there, you know, and that's part of it too, is that you don't know. It's like pig pen. You just don't know how much you carry with you until you get some kind of work done. And all of a sudden it transmutes alchemically. It's it's really amazing. And I guess I wanted to touch on that because it seems to me like it's, it's not a lost art, but it's, uh, I don't see it as much as I used to. And, and I find that um, I'm not sure what's going on with the circles of Reiki these days or anything like that, but I find that it's really something. It's a good resource. Everybody can do it themselves. Uh, It's not, rocket science, and I find that it will definitely benefit them as they walk oh, this yeah. world. I, I did, um, I, I experienced some really good Reiki healers, and I wanted to, you know, get the three levels myself, but I didn't, I didn't want, it, it sounds strange, but I, I talked to one of them and I said, look, I really want to go through the, 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 the different um, levels, and I'm willing to do the work, but I have no intention of wanting to be a quote-unquote healer myself. I want it for the um, the shifts at the end of each one. I want it for the um, the the energy adjustments that you get at the end of each of the segments, because mm-hmm. those were what I was looking for. I was looking for that energy boost within myself. Rather than being, and, and there were a number of times when she was taking them through things of, you know, here, screen, screen the body, and I would always step back and, and 
say I, I, I can screen it without the Reiki. So, you know, mm-hmm. not that the Reiki, you know, but but I can already see what's what's wrong. So, you know, mm-hmm. I got out of everybody's way because they were they were they were <laughs> they were going through it for a different reason on a different you know, mm-hmm. in a different aspect than I was. So right. but uh I I think that that feeling energy work and, and especially Tai Chi. Tai Chi is amazing when the energy runs mm-hmm. through your body. Yeah, it is. And I really like it. Absolutely. That that to me was um I I did a number of workshops um with with a Reiki master and I have vertigo. So I kept falling over and taking people down with me. So I got kicked out of the class. But and before I got kicked out <laughs> I had such a wonderful experience with the energy itself and did talk him into say, you know saying look I can't I have vertigo and and if you, if I get too lightheaded I'm over I'm 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 on the mm-hmm. floor and it's you know I don't get hurt as long as there's carpet mm-hmm. but um you know and and I did work with him separately um in a different way to utilize the energy which which was fascinating so mm-hmm. and if people haven't experienced energy work of any kind I, I really recommend you doing it, and I think probably most people have experienced it and don't even know that it's it's energy. I mean, have you mm-hmm. have you ever been someplace where you got the chills? That's oh, yeah, that's energy. Right. I, I think that, that so many so many oh, times my. people have experienced um, have experienced the spiritual aspect of of what's going on, but they've chalked it up to you know. A ghost walked through me, so I had chills. Well, not really, but okay. Um, and, and maybe that happens when a ghost does walk through you too. But basically, it's energy, and you know we are a, an electromagnetic physical being and charged by energy. And, mm-hmm. and so, working working with energy should come very naturally to everybody. Agreed. Yeah, I think it does. And like you said, they just don't pay attention to those that radar that kicks in once in a while and, and shows them. So people just kind of null it out. But, yeah, definitely. Do you get warnings energetically if something is going to be happening in the world or in your life? I used to when I was younger, I'd get that more premonition, bad vibe kind of thing, um, not to be in a certain place at a certain time. Now I kind of uh, i have calibrated so much that I find that even if I know it's there, I just avoid certain things. I just have the radar that just tells me yes, no kind of thing. And, and just keep navigating. Uh, but but it seems like some of the world is so grim uh, that, you know, <laughs> you can't pick your poison <laughs> and you walk the timeline. At least I do. But the premonitions are like you have the gnosis. You know, I mean, it's just, it goes from one level to the next to a point where it's just knowing and avoiding certain things that you know are probably not in the highest good for your own evolution on some level. I think that, that today, you know, these days, these, these, you know, this this present time frame is full of of um, roller coasters. Hold on a second. Have to exp- I have to apologize. 
my cat decided to disconnect me. <laughs> what? Oh, that's so funny. I thought I heard a bell. Oh, well, you're good. Don't worry. Oh yeah, she she took the the cord and ripped it right out, and it was like, okay. <laughs> that is funny. Well, yeah, she well attention. she. Yeah, well she's been fed, so you know she should she should she should leave it alone. <laughs> but, you but know, anyhow, I coming in so. Oh my gosh. But go well, ahead. Sorry that's, about that. That's, yeah, full moon is usually, you know, everything around here goes wacko. I'm not I haven't paid the attention to it that I should. Um but but these days um I'm finding there's a lot of static in the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and it's it's because people are so emotionally uh tuned into um everything that's going on. And and then on top of that, whatever's going on in their own personal life, that um, there's static electricity everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. n- not really, but it feels it feels to me if I if I have to, you know, if I close my eyes and I try to tune in, it, it's like there's confusion everywhere, and mm-hmm. I, I find that unusual. I mean, we've been through times of stress before, but it's never been quite like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Do you feel yeah. Do you feel a difference? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it has a lot to do with the technology too. We're in a different era, coming in through cell phones and everything else. That's a, that's a contributing factor, if you ask me. Even beyond the five G and all that contribute contributes to the um, the static, which you're describing. You know, the lines are getting a little more scrambled when it comes down to people's states of consciousness. Even if they've been kind of um, reconfigured with their brainwave activity with a with technology, like with cell phones. I think that they're losing out on or missing out a bit on spiritual calibration. So I think that's what, where that, that craziness comes from, that busyness, that weird. Oh, by the way, that's Merlin, my cat now. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I've, I've noticed it, yeah. I'm wondering if, I mean, spiritual energy is, for me, not electrically generated so that so – that that the spiritual waves that I feel are very different from the consciousness waves that that seem to be around the planet right now. And mm-hmm. you know, do I know what's coming? No. Uh, it, there seems to be such confusion on on so many different levels, and and it feels as though while while Historically speaking, you can peel away levels like an onion. It, it feels that there's something different going on now, mm-hmm. and I can't yeah, put a finger world. on it. I, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, I agree it, with you. What I've noticed is that it's always connected to what's above our heads. So I've talked about aerial warfare, but there's other things happening, almost like split. Uh, what I call you know breakaway civilizations aspects in the sense of two worlds living simultaneously. And I've talked about that before, existing simultaneously, but it's it's more obvious to me that there's something ob- obscured above our heads, which is quite massive when it comes down to um, the future. And I find that it's not everybody's aware of it. Apparently, those who are dialed in can pick up on, on more than technology and more than, you know, the, the space projects, this, that, and the other. There's something else. And it seems to me like almost a whole new world eclipsing right above you know, that's what I've noticed. So that's just my own experience. Yeah. 
and and it's almost as though it's like a blanket laying over us. Right. Yeah, buffer system and, almost too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it just it it's uh, some people aren't affected at all, but some lots of people are, and I'm I'm finding people more and more confused than they ever have been before. I've I've experienced some some um vertigo from time to time and it's like, wait a minute, there's nothing to have vertigo you know, and, and then when I sit sit with it, I realize that, that there's a wave that has come over the planet mm. and mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, it's not it's not like heavy syrup. It's it's a light wave, but it's and it's a light wave. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm wondering the other the other thing that keeps coming up is Middle Earth, and and I'm wondering if there's mm-hmm. a connection with Middle Earth. Wow, um, that's interesting. Is it more <laughs> inner Earth or Middle Earth? I mean, are you thinking like Lord of the Rings type Middle Earth, or an inner Earth, or a new world within? Emerging. A new world within. Yeah, that's I, what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it it just yeah, it sorry. feels like it feels like something that has been internal is becoming external, and and blending with where mm-hmm. we are now. So that so that there is a blending going on, and that's where I see a lot of people getting very very confused. And the other thing that I'm seeing is. This is the time of the of year between um between Halloween and into the new year a little bit and then as we get into the May into July time frame those are the two time frames where the veils between the realms actually thin tremendously and mm-hmm. I'm finding that that thinning is is a whole is a whole lot thinner than it ever has been before Mhm yeah, it's almost like the doorways are open, period, end of story, that there's not even a veil between realms. Yeah, and I see that, too. We were just discussing this, actually, the other night um, about portals, you know, and more than portals, but access points and doorways, where the fields change. I mean, and I think that vertigo you were describing almost sounds like that. So if you're doing an electromagnetic field scan, even as a psychic or remote viewer, you'll feel certain areas that are more electrified, uh, more staticky. Uh, maybe heat signature oriented or what you're describing with the vertigo, that's more technological, but also something beyond the space time, if you ask me. Uh, So that to me tells me that things are moving and perhaps integrating, but also creating maybe a parallel bleed through to some degree. I've had people tell me they're having amnesia too. They're having a time displacement uh, where they're just like, time is like all of a sudden it becomes like a stasis. They don't remember anything, and they're not, like, having dementia or anything. They're literally, that's, that's missing time beyond missing time, but something's creating that, that glitch. I'm also finding folding time, where, where yeah, another timeline folds, folds over. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I've, I've, seen, I've seen that around here where time is folded, and, I, and I'm viewing, you know, two, three hundred years in the past, you know, happening mm-hmm. in shadows right in front of me, and you know, then a bird flies through it or through it or something, and it dissipates totally. But um, so, so yeah, but but that it feels like um, it feels 
like if there is a Middle Earth, it's coming more and more to the surface and blending more and more with with the surface than it ever has before so that so that uh the onion is being peeled and and we're having new awareness new consciousness awareness i like awareness better more awareness mm-hmm. that is becoming available to us and portals for oh portals absolutely um mm-hmm. It feels like portals that have been closed for generations are beginning to open. It's kind yeah, of like yeah, I agree with that. You know, you see something that is that is covered by time and and dusty and old, and you see it suddenly starting to kind of vibrate and cobwebs falling down, and you know, and and over a period of time, it's becoming more and more and more active. Now, who mm-hmm. or what is coming through is a whole other ball of wax, but I suspect that people who are not aware won't see the portals. No. And also, but, yeah, it's like the same thing with UFOs or extraterrestrial design, or even just seeing beyond the perimeter of here, you have to change your vibrational field in order to open up that multidimensional site, at least for most people, and that would calibrate them to uh-huh. another configuration. So, yeah, it makes more sense, yeah, that they would... Um, some people will just be oblivious, like ghosts in the night, you know, that they just literally do their thing. And then they are, they do become kind of like spectators because they're not seeing anything else. They're, it's almost like tunnel vision. And, and those of us who have our eyes wide open are observing and, and seeing so much more. So it's, it's a really interesting contrast. And those that come through look exactly like us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, those, yep. so, so it's kind of like it's um, – I happen to be a Trekkie, um, and and in a couple of Trekkie episodes, they did travel back in time, and they had to blend in with the culture as it was, and and so mm-hmm. it feels to me that anything anyone comes who comes through is is you know blends right in with the indigenous peoples. That would be us, but but yeah, like I personally basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's what we're seeing. And um I don't know why. I mean, they've always been here, but it seems like they are, you know, while while we're having alien invasions from the southern border, we're having um not invasions, but but we're being visited by people from other worlds who are similar to us and can blend in. And and I think there's more and more of that happening. Mm-hmm. Well, we are the visitors. That's the thing. And that's what I alluded to in my books anyway, uh, descendants of the visitors. Uh-huh. And that would make more sense in the sense that we talk about time traveling. We don't come from here. Our origins are cosmic. So even if we are incarnated or we enter onto a timeline here, we're still, um, we still come with that database, the bigger database from off planet. So, you know, for me, I think that's what it's about, honestly. And I think going home, home to us, or usually is, is off planet, not necessarily being here, even though some people have an attachment to this realm. But yeah, I mean, that's what I see while I'm while I'm observing here. And see, what what I see happening is is something that is, you know, it doesn't make headlines. You know, it's it's right. kind of like. It's 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 happening, and people are traveling and back and forth, and and 
I don't get the feeling that they're bringing, you know, technology in that will save the planet or anything like that. I, I think there's a plan. Mm-hmm. I think the planet is going to be just fine. I mean, it may just oh, yeah. to shake us all off, but but um, but as far as as that goes, but it it just to me it feels like there's something else going on, and uh, you know, when I turn the TV on and I watch the news and stuff like that, it's like. Well, well, where's what's really happening? Right. We're not going to find it there. That's for darn sure. Well, (laughs) well, no, but, you know, one would hope. I mean, where does one find it? I know I I used to say to Patrick. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick used to say, you know, to me, you know, if I had news on or something like that, he said, that's all all lies. You know, you you really have to, you know, you don't find truth there. And, And I said to him, well, where do you find it? And he said, not in the places where we used to. You have to really dig for it to find it these days. Mm-hmm. And also, I think remote viewing gives a, a huge amount of information when done correctly. So that's another aspect of it, too. Plus, a lot of us already know, and, and we get our confirmations as we go. But, yeah, it seems like yeah, living in the world of the mundane where everything is obfuscated is no fun. And I find that it, it, it's frustrating. It's boring. Uh, it puts people in a very sedated kind of mode, you know, where they're not really accomplishing uh-huh. anything. They're just kind of coasting. And I think a lot of civilization is doing that right now. They're not really living anything. They're just kind of existing and, and just kind of going along with the ride. And to me, that's, I just don't like it. You know, that's not my style for darn sure. No, and re, and repeating history over and over and over and over again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Broken record. You, yep. Yeah. You would, you would think that after you see it happen three or four times, that you'd get the hint that this is not the way to go, that humanity is meant right. to go in another direction. But uh-uh, you know, it's a power struggle. And it's, um, I know that uh, Billy Meyer material, um, yeah, you're familiar with Billy Meyer material, mm-hmm. I know, right? Oh, yeah, right? yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, that um, you know, it it's, it's again. It's it's a joke, and and there have been times and places where, in the past, in the distant distant past, even even um, uh, groups were sent off planet to be trained in war and to have have their consciousnesses erased so that they didn't feel guilt when they massacred people, and then they were brought back to this country and turned loose, and it it almost feels as though that's happening again today. Mhm. Yeah, I think they are. Well, they have a lot of sleeper cells, and they definitely, well, the the version of MK Ultra, versions of you know mind mapping, is definitely going on, where people are being compromised and synthetic alters this, that, and the other. So that doesn't surprise me at all. But you're right. I mean, a sense of rep- repetition of the wrong thing is no good. It basically just puts everything in an inversion. It implodes eventually. And and I find that a lot of the people that are struggling to be on the top of the pyramid, so to speak, are the people that are um, wanting their own breakaways. But now, this is where money comes in. You know, a lot of people who have these big corporations and big money, big tech, seem to be the ones trying to run the show right now and contracting with Department of Defense and other areas to make it happen. And, and it's all global militarized, you know, it's global military. So that's where these alters come in. That's where these people come in with their, you know, activation and deactivation. So it needs to end, though. That whole program needs to go. It's non-beneficial to anybody. It really is. It's just not, well, not beneficial, you, you know. No, it's not. And you know with with what history tells us 
happens always in these situations is that those that grab for power end up going down in flames. Yep. So they don't care. Why would... they, they, they die rich, you know, with their money. And Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm sorry I didn't interrupt you. No, no. I mean, so, so why knowing that, that that is not a direction I would want to go, even if it were open to me. Um, and, you know, it will all be different. No, you won't. It, you know, what is it? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it, it's a matter of there has to be a better way. And there is a better way. And it's been laid out for everybody for generations and generations and generations. And at one point in time, the earth was in that place. Mm-hmm. But that goes back an awful long time. But, uh, well, it needs no. to be moved out of orbit, and that's part of it. You know, I think I've mentioned that before that we're we are moving out of orbit. We're going into another space-time configuration, but not fast enough, as far as I'm concerned. And I think a lot of that has to do with the uh, interference patterns that are being run with technology, just the misuse of technology. And maybe, I don't even know if they're understanding that they're misusing it or running interference. I think they're just ignorant with the technology they have to a point where it's not benefiting because of the way it's being configured and, and the transmissions and frequencies, the way they're being modulated. So if we had the right people with access to the technology I'm familiar with, we wouldn't be in this situation at all. And, and as we've discussed in previous shows, we would have people wouldn't be sick, they wouldn't have viruses, there wouldn't be anything at all connected to illness or in any formula because we would be in a, a perfectly designed sphere, so to speak, of existence with the right frequencies calibrated with our biosuits. And you're not seeing that. And it's not rocket science. I'm telling you, it's not rocket science. I'm sure you're aware. It's, it's really simple. Yet they don't want to go there. They just don't want to do that. So we do that while we're here. We change the vibration, but not to the level it needs to be changed. Well, when you stop and think about it, um, up to this point in time, well, no, you have to go back probably another 50, almost another 100 years, that, that the technology that we developed, we were ready for. And suddenly we got technology that we were not ready for that was not our own. And mm-hmm. that's what set us into the spiral we're in right now. I mm-hmm. mean, because the, yeah. the, the tools of destruction that are out there are just horrific. Oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. Well, it's and all, I like I said, I all domin- it's global domination. It's, it's literally who, whoever has the most toys wins. You know, and the thing and, is, and the they are toys. Aspect. Yeah, I mean the 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 you know the the toys the the power is in is in their corner at this point in time. However, um, we are totally capable of changing everything, but it just is a matter of people taking control of their own energy and starting to put it in different directions. Right, yeah. Um, Basically, it's like watching a television set that you don't want to watch the movie anymore. Turn it off and switch gears. And I would say keep your focus on the cosmos and integrate that cosmic energy into your biosuit and your field and your electromagnetic field and state of being. And that will make a whole different change, a whole different paradigm shift. But that's, you know, it's not rocket science. Once again, it's just that that's my suggestion for people. That's how you switch gears and switch the vibe, switch the energy. Yeah, but uh, do you ever feel that you're you're really here as an observer? You're just watching. You're not really a part of it. Oh yeah, 
I feel more and more like like an android every day. <laughs> I just feel like I have a lot of um I don't I can't even explain it anymore. Yeah. And it gets to the point where you realize that wow, how much longer are we going to have to be here because this is really getting old and I'm not saying physically die. I'm just saying we need to get into a new frontier and this is this is repetition is bore it's boring and it's non-productive. So, yeah, just live what you need to live. I mean, I always say live the vision, live the dream, um your dream, not somebody else's. And do what you want uh-huh. to do. Keep navigating out of here because to me I've been I've never been more adamant about getting off this terraform rock called Earth, which I call that's terraformed. Um uh-huh. never have I been so adamant about leaving as I am now. And not physically dying, but but literally just opening up gateways, opening up access points and, and traversing. And I'm not talking like SpaceX, you know, where you take the rocket and you go to Mars and you do this. No. We have technology that's far beyond that. What is he wasting our time with that for? Is that the best well, they can do? Yeah. And I can answer that. It's, they have access. I know they do. Well, absolutely. And what gets me is, I mean, it's, it's like our secret space program. Why are, we, why are we wasting so much money on our space program on terra firma when the secret space program is already generations ahead of us out there in space? Why? Right. Right. Well, there's no wouldn't looking back to money? it, and that's another thing. Right. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but wouldn't that money help the poor, help the help the hungry, settle the settle the you know the 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 people who have no home? I mean, they have the technology to cure cancer and all sorts of other things. Why aren't mm-hmm. they sharing it? It doesn't the thing make is, they sense. Te- no, I agree with you. But the thing is, that technology, all these technologies we discussed, it's not theirs. It's not their legacy. It's our legacy. And this is the biggest problem I have with these people, that they have co-opted a lot of that stuff, reverse engineered it. But we are the cosmic ancestors. We are the ones. And, and, it, and I'm very adamant about that. So everyone, every life form here who's a descendant of the visitors has, should have access to whatever they need on that level. There shouldn't be any of this going on. And when you talk about the breakaway civilizations off planet, I'm, I'm very familiar with the fact that once you're out there, you don't want to come back here. You don't want to look back. You don't want to be part of it. You don't want to integrate back over here. You don't want to. I mean, I, I can just tell you point blank. It's, it's, it's not coming back to here. And I find that I think that's one of the reasons that the breakaways keep moving on into other space time and don't want to revisit this place because this place is, it's beyond density. It's, it's, beyond, it's, it's literally an inverted state of being. It's an inverted consciousness on a global scale. It's a global collective that needs help. And yet they, they don't want to help themselves. I mean, a lot of us spiritual path-working beings do. But if you look at the bigger scenery here, it's, it's a mess. So um, it's really a mess. It, it needs drastic change, drastic change. And the trouble is, <clears throat> yes, we, we do need drastic change, absolutely. But But there are so many people in power that will, will thwart the massive changes that have to happen that that it's impossible for them to happen. Well, and that's um, the thing is the illusion of power. And no, I agree with you, Barbara, but I find that these people that are in power and the illusion of power, the only reason they have power is because they're backed up by the military industrial complex or global military. Uh, it's not extraterrestrial design that's backing them up. It's the reverse engineered tech. It's the, it's the years and years of reverse engineering exotic technology to a point where they have global domination. And now they've actually mastered the, the, lower orbit platform of space and they're trying to go further out, but they're only being able to traverse a certain area. But I can tell you those are the ones, yeah, they're, they're the problem. There's no doubt in my mind that they're the problem. They're not the solution to any equation and whatever they try to do to benefit 
on a, on a, you know, on a space level. It's for them. It's not for anybody else. You get a few pictures from NASA here and there and sanitize at that, but nobody gets any real data. None. Unless you do it yourself. So I know I probably went into a oh, little yeah. tangent on that, but. Well, I know Mary Joyce is, does a tremendous, uh, a tremendous job with Google Earth and Google Moon and Google Mars. And when she finds things that are so obviously not natural to the planet, uh, and she sends people to them, by the time anybody gets there, it's already been doctored up so that you can't see what she saw. Happily, she takes screen, screenshots so uh, you can really see what she was seeing. But, uh, you, you know, you get to the point where um, we're, we're not living in... in there is no freedom here, and exactly. you know, it, it, or truth, and and it, you know, truth. It, yep. I mean, it just it it boggles my mind. Um, and you know, they 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 attack our food supply so that it it costs so much money to actually eat that you can't mm-hmm. afford to do anything else. Right. Um, well, yeah, that's all linear stuff, though. But I agree with you. It, it basically it's an enslavement program. On so many different levels, it, it, there's no joy here. And there used to be, I mean, you used to be able to just walk in the forest, or, and you can still do those things, but it's, it's becoming more and more intrusive. Everything is becoming more and more intrusive, more control mechanism-oriented, engin- social engineering, that aspect of it. And, and, of course, the biggest thing is the lies and the deception that you're – it, I don't want to be an actor on a field, you know, playing a game in, in something that I didn't even sign up for. And I find that a lot of people are here just kind of going with the show, and we don't even know what this show is. You know, this isn't our show. I mean, you look and you see um, the stars at night and how many are satellites versus a real configuration of what you're supposed to be viewing, right? Because everything is obscured. Uh-huh. And then we have, like I said, all the visuals you get from I, – I don't trust anything coming in from live – even live feed from space stations. Or I don't trust any of it. I don't trust any of the data. I really don't because I know what's out there. And, and even if you see little things here like, oh, watch this take off and watch how it lands. And, yeah, that's all spectacular. Isn't it nice? And to people who aren't educated, it looks fabulous. But when you think about the bigger scenery, all of that is a game and a sideshow to something much, much bigger that we have access to that we're not getting, that we're not being allowed to be um, traversing and, and interacting with. So it's no well, good, but that I, has I to get, change. Well, I've often said that I, I feel that, that, that we are part of an, of an amazing board game and we are the – we are the, the the pieces that are being moved around, and we have not got the faintest idea what the game is. And right. it, you know, it just to me, it's 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 pathetic. And it it, pathetic. You, you just you, you just you look at at um, the powers that be, or whoever they are, whoever are controlling this whole thing. It it just it to me is it's like. They they must be having, you know. I don't even believe that they that the, the, they're terrestrial. To be honest with you, I I don't know where they're from or or what kind of information they have, but but they're playing a game with us, and and right. it just it blows me away. Uh, yeah, and 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 you know you kind of at the same time we're very capable of having our spiritual reality. They haven't taken that away from us yet. But, um, and I don't think they will or can, but there's so few of us in comparison to those who are in power. And 
and those who are lemmings, literally. I mean, you talk to some of the people in some of these crowds, and they're they're protesting or they're pushing for one thing or another, and they haven't got the faintest idea what they're talking about, but they believe, and it, it it's frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an ignorant mass collective, and I don't say that in being you know arrogant about it, but it's just an observation. But that's the whole idea about being so ignorant that you're easily controlled. So if people don't have the answers, then they're easily socially engineered, in my opinion. I think if you're smart, you think outside the box, and you can see things beyond the perimeter over here, you, you, nobody can fool you. And that's the thing. Even if you don't have all the answers, you know that this isn't the right solution to the equation. These people don't. They run in a hive collective where it's all socially engineered. It's almost like a, a, some kind of an MK Ultra you know, thing where they're just completely brainwashed. And with alters and all this programming that's running this defective. And yeah, I see it too. You're talking about the, um, these people and the illusion of power who want to be the controllers. It has been my experience, you know, interfacing with synthetic telepathy and different programs that there is technology that if you reverse engineer electronic programming, interfacing it onto a target now, even if that's their personnel, it's going to change them. It's going to alter them. They're going to be modified. It may not be extraterrestrial, but they will be different. And that will change them always. And even if you unplug them, they're still going to be modified. So that's my assessment on that level. So when you're seeing people like, who are these people? Well, chances are they just have a synthetic altar running, something that's been engineered probably more than likely from the Defense Department. That's just my two cents and where I've been. So, you know, this is why well, it's so think, interesting. Everybody's programmed. Well, and, and just lately it's come out how the school systems have been infiltrated and they're not teaching kids anything anymore. I mean, I, I'm horrified, mm-hmm. and I'm a teacher. And, and, and you know, if I had a child today, they, I, would, I would have homeschooled him from in utero all the way to college. You know, I just, right. the, the, the schools are not teaching the kids anything that they can use to 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 have have a life by i mean they're teaching them mm-hmm. um i mean i don't know what they're teaching them anymore to tell you the absolute truth and i've got no i think it's psychological uh, i think their education is psychological it seems to me like that's all it's about you know and, and it's not about advanced sciences and i'm not talking linear science where you, you, know, you go to the best school in the world and it's a phd and then you have a piece of paper that says you're intelligent I'm talking advanced off-world intelligence networks and systems. And to me, when I look at the future of mankind, that's the new education system. It runs the Avengers game where you get interconnected, and that's the training program. But the problem with AI on that level is that you have to be right about the data codes you're interfacing onto that person who's learning. You can't just stream information to somebody's brain and say this is what it is. You have to make sure it's correct, but you have to use the cosmic database. They're not doing any of those things. I know I'm talking ahead of the timeline, but... For me, when I look at the future of man, if we were to survive this, that's the training program they need. Because just get rid of the teachers. And You were a phenomenal teacher, obviously, and I wasn't there, but I could tell just by talking to you. But we don't have that anymore. Very few of them are really good at what they do. I would say at this point, an interface program that's not invasive, that is completely accurate without being biased would be the solution. Well, when, when you look at what they're teaching I mean, our kids aren't even reading at a third grade level. I mean, Mm-mm. my my concept of teaching is teach them to read and turn them loose in the library. Um, That's great. <laughs> in a, in a, Don't you remember Book of the Month Club? I mean, honestly, 
All those cool I things. I do. And and you know it's it's funny. I had, you know, my parents were divorced back in the fifties when it was that something that happened all the time. And my sister and I were totally isolated because people didn't want their kids playing with us because it was catching, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but but reading saved my life. I learned mm-hmm. about different cultures. I learned about different. I, I read my way through the library in, in a couple of categories, and it 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 gave me the ability to find out what I needed, and and added to me. And you know, to this day, I mean, I read at least a hundred books a year, if not more, and mm-hmm. and that's that's you know where I get my material from. That's where I get my uh, pieces of wisdom that I've woven together for my own philosophy, but I built it. And that's right. what everybody should be doing. And, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, you, know, you had a foundation. My, yeah. so, so it's, you know, the, the important thing is to know how to read. And, right. it's, it, it, and they're not teaching that anymore. They're telling them what they have to think. And I can't, that's horrifying. I can't imagine not teaching the reading. I, I mean, I learned to read before I even attended a school. I was reading at like five years old so uh-huh. or whatever age that was. My mother said I was reading early on, and I know I was. But I don't even remember who taught me how to read. I don't, my mother never sat with me to teach me how to read. I don't even know how I did it. All I know is that I just learned. So it is interesting, and I find that, yeah, that's a huge thing, that people need to learn to read because you're right. Because then you have access to everything. Um, and then what I talk about is more the advanced program where you get an interface. It doesn't mean that you don't know how to read. It just means that the data codes, if you have a teacher in a room, it's almost similar to that, except it's a database of information that's accurate without, you know, being biased and everything else. It just sounds like the schooling, um, the schools today are are just psychological, psychologically driven. So it's always about something that has nothing to do with education, more about personal uh, issues and safe space stuff and weirdness. Well, I know when my son was very, when he first started to talk, we we worked with the alphabet and what are the sounds of the letters, and then, and then if you put the letters together, what do you have? And then he was, by the time he was six, he was reading, and mm-hmm. you know, and you turn him loose. I mean, yeah. if you can read, I mean, newspapers are are used to be used to be aimed at an eighth grade reading level, it's now down to a sixth or fifth grade reading level. Wow. That's so, amazing. Um, you well, know, do you catch typos were... in this? Because I do. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but have you ever caught typos on the newspapers and online feeds? Because these, these are supposed to be credible newspapers, of course, they're not. But they don't even know how to spell, okay? I'm thinking to myself, in a society where you have auto spelling and spell check, how can you mess that up? Oh, sorry, I digress, but I had to mention that because no, I've caught it, it several it, times. Well, and it's, you know, I know, I know people that, um, you know, they had somebody type all those, pa- all their papers, and so, you know, they're, they're you know, hopefully they, they were correcting that. This is before computers. And, and the, re- the reality is, um, I've learned, I have a love affair with words. And mm-hmm. and it, it's because because you know you you learn new ones. My favorite word ever is blatherskite. And hmm. and um, do you know what a blatherskite is? Blatter blatherskite. No. Blatherskite. <laughs> no, I don't. Go a blatherskite is someone who talks incessantly and says nothing. 
Oh, wow. I'll have to remember that one. That's good. Um, but, but, Something you like know, a chatterbox. Get... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, exactly. And, you know, when I, when I read the books for, um, for the radio show, I mean, there's a dictionary there. If, I, if there's a word I don't know, I, I look, you know, I hit it and I look it up um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's a wonderful game. It's a wonderful, but, but schools don't, you know, kids, kids have Kindles, kids have iPads, kids have spell check, kids, they have grammar check. Um, mm-hmm. And they type in emojis. I mean, they they are. Oh, you know, yeah. Let's face it, they are taking our our children back to the Stone Age and and the drawings mm-hmm. on the cave walls with the emojis. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, oh, it's, I agree with that. I mean, I mean, it's it's coming full circle. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, you know, it is kind of like caveman thing. I find that without the technology they, they're codependent on right now, they would have a hard time surviving. Beings like us never had this technology. So, um, you know, we kind of, we were adults when this all showed up. So it doesn't affect us that way. But I find that the people that have grown up with it absolutely are going to have a hard time if it shuts itself down, which, of course, by that time, I'm sure they'll be streaming or interconnecting. Or if they keep going with the world of transhumanism and that kind of thing, I'm, I suspect that that's where the end game is going to be somewhere in that window of real illiterate people living in caves and those people, something in between. I mean, we're going backwards without a, without a mass extinction. We really are. I mean, when you, when you, exactly. And, and I think the reading is what gets me so much because reading is so important. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I will, I will read just about anything. You know, I, if, if you give me a book, I will read the book. I mean, I, I just, I enjoy the adventure of it. I, I, a long time ago, I lost myself in, in books because I didn't have a life because of what, what was happening within our family. But, but the love of reading has continued. And, um, you know, I love writing I, I, and, and reading. And so it's, but today kids aren't being taught and no. that horrifies me and in many cases they aren't being taught for well uh my neighbor's children the the teacher was saying that the holocaust didn't happen i've met people with tattoos i know the holocaust happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah. but the kids are being taught it didn't happen yeah it's just, everything is an erasure you know, at this point you know, like i said it's a very compromised situation when it comes down to his story her story the version of a planet that, you know, in my opinion, is a terraform rock anyway. And a civilization, you know, they don't have anything right, as far as I'm concerned. And once in a while, they may give you a tidbit or a little tiny Easter egg of something uh, where they might have some little teeny tiny bit of of truth in there, but most of the time it's all obscured. So it's really sad because, yeah, they grew up without the components of, of how and what happened and how can they go forward when they don't even know their own history. Same thing with our cosmic ancestry. The, the cosmic ancestry is a big deal. And when you admit that, when you take that out and start to shred the DNA sequencing, you're, you're just getting a fragmented society. We need to have answers connected to off-world intelligence. And that is the solution, in my opinion, one of the major solutions. And I, I find that even those of us who have been through the mystery school aspect of learning and reading and, and initiation or whatever else, uh, we know. I mean, we, you know, I mean, we've gone through the halls of Amente together. Or we've looked at that data. There, there's bigger scenery that's not being addressed. 
Absolutely. And and it's it's pathetic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that when you when you realize that that they're trying to erase history, taking down all the statues, changing names of schools. I mean, these these this is part of our history. And if you don't acknowledge the history, you're going to repeat it. And that's what I'm seeing happening here. Uh, mm-hmm. At first, it was very subtle, but now it's very in your face. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of was, was really surprised when uh, the Georgia Stones, you know, one of them was bombed, and instead of replacing it mm-hmm. or fixing it, they, they destroyed the entire thing. Again, you know, it, it, the day may come yeah. where the Great Pyramid is plowed under, where, oh, right. where you, you know, a, that that would be fascinating because I think the Great Pyramid mm-hmm. has a lot more to, to teach us than than we know, and I do believe that there is material there that has been kept from the public. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, when you think about it, also that's another one that was co-opted. So once again, people hijacked it and, and claimed that they were the ones that built it. This, that, and the other. Nobody really has that answer. But honestly, I can tell you, too many races, different species, whatever have claimed ownership of, of many sacred sites. And, and a lot of them became militarized and weaponized also covertly. So it's real interesting for me to see how many, how many civilizations, you know, layer after layer, oh, they find something in the desert and then they say they're the ones responsible for building it. That, that, you know, that's what my point is. So there's a lot of that going on too, claiming staking territory. Yeah. You know, and, built this, yeah. they built this and nobody built it. <laughs> well, and, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, for the longest time, everything happened, you know, between 9,500 years ago and now. And the reality mm-hmm. is that, that there have been five mass extinctions. And in every one of those, a culture that was highly organized and out there was destroyed. And you you wonder where are the remnants of it? And, and there have to have been ways of leaving messages to future generations so that mm-hmm. so that we could pick up the, the strings of whatever. And my fascination is what happened before the last mass extinction? What was mm-hmm. the culture that was here? What was what was the society that was here? What was the organization that was here? And you know whether it was a, a tsunami, a, a a, a comet strike or, you know, or, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. put us into mass extinction that we had to be sent back to the Stone Age, literally, and and had to rebuild and refine things that we knew or we had that, that you know, were destroyed and wiped out. And, and we're on our way to that. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to be a thousand years before it happens, but it's going to happen again. I don't think it's a thousand years in the illusion of time. I think it's going to be, well, plus, you, you know, we do have the breakaways, so they are there, but they're not the ones that are the um, caretakers of the cosmos, so to speak. So even if they have a lot of data connected to, you know, moving on with another civilization, they're not the ones. So once again, it's kind of interesting to see how that rogue species works. But it's interesting when you're discussing that, um, the future of this realm, because I keep seeing those water, I mean, the, the oceans, um, I don't even see ocean. It just seems to me like there's um, water coming up from beneath the floor, beneath the ground, 
that just comes from up and it just goes up and up and up and up and up, lots of water. So a different kind of flood, not coming from the ocean. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is, but, yeah. Well, they've done they've done some sort of research and they found that that deep within the earth there's more water than is on the earth itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that we could, we could become a water world again. Mm-hmm. Which would and, which would right. um, which wouldn't be bad, you know. That would definitely put out a lot of. Uh, well, it would decrease the population tremendously, and and that. That it is happening. The oceans are rising. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, there's yeah, um, another the water. Yeah, the water is an alien life form, as far as I'm concerned. So you got that going on, an intelligent design, programmable, programmable design, and depending on the ancient um, signature connected to that water beneath, where where this remnant is, what its database is like, because of course it has an intelligent design also imprinted on it, and you look at the water there on that level. Well, you also look into a lot of the uh, Darren Kuyu, for one, which had all of those, you know, 13 levels of passageways underneath. Um, you know, why? You know, what what was mm-hmm. it that made them feel that they had to, to dig that deep to, to what, over 5,000 people, they said, that, with their cattle and things like that? How do you graze cattle that far underground for that long? Mm-hmm. I mean... It, mm-hmm. it uh, does pose a thought, and you right. know they found, you know they found tunnels underground everywhere, and we know they're underneath the Giza Plateau. I mean, mm-hmm. why they? I, I think they they won't let anybody dig because they're afraid it will collapse the Great Pyramid and stuff like that. I, I at least that's the excuse they give because I don't know if that's mm-hmm. really tr- the truth or not. But isn't that where they, the masters? Yeah. The mastership well, is according to uh, according to Doral. That's where the mastership is buried. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of technology that has been either obfuscated or, or taken, maybe reverse engineered. And, you know, we've talked about that before too. I mean, they've they've sold a lot on the black market. We really don't know how much is really left over. Seems like a lot of it's a shell. A lot of it's just like a, you know, I don't know. And when you look at it, it's not what it should be. But it is interesting, and the more you talk about that underground, it tells me, well, that's why they always had the underground bases and they had the facilities in connection to that. I mean, you look at even these terror cells. I mean, look how far they're digging down and surviving. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, this isn't something new. This is an old thing that's been going on. But it is interesting to see what's what's going on down there. And I find that there seems like almost like a demolition, a reconstruction is what I get uh, on a lot of different levels for that. So. It would be interesting to see what happens to the Great Pyramid. I have a sense that it's not going to last. Uh, I mean, I know it lasts in a different field of energy, but I have a sense that it's it's going to get. Um, I don't want to say anything bad about it, but you may you may find that within a lifetime, very soon, it may not be here anymore. That's a marker. I wouldn't. Uh, no, no, I yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything but, is but, getting you know, demolished, they, and that's one of them. Yeah. Well, and they've already, you know, and then then it makes you look at um, Gobekli Tepe. You know, mm-hmm. why were why were those centers buried? You know, they were hidden, and right. did they know did they know something was coming? And and were they trying to send a message forward? And if they were trying to send a message forward, what is it? Um, mm-hmm. And and I would, you know, it, we we talk about. 
Um, there are uh, gene banks and stuff like that that are all over the place that you know are, are storing DNA for animals and plants and people and all sorts of stuff, assuming that there is going to be at some point in time some sort of mass destruction or whatever. And and if there is, then we're leaving these remnants of, of the building blocks of humanity. And, you, you know, you wonder, after all of this planning and all of this taking care of things and all of this storing and all of that, um, a thousand years or two thousand years or five thousand years from now, when those vaults are found... Are they going to be worth anything? Are people going to know mm-hmm. what it is we were saving? Are they right. going to reprodu- are they going to reproduce us knowing the warring quality that is within us? And they can genetically why engineer that out. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. No, it's but, a great point you make, Barbara. Go ahead. Yeah, it's kind of like okay, so yeah, you know, they it's can sort clone. of like they can certainly clone. Yeah, I mean. I, I find that our civilization is designed to live off planet. We were never designed to stay here this long. That's my take on this world. That even though we have many, many generations of being here, it doesn't mean we're supposed to be here. And and honestly, it, the way the world is, you can tell that something's not right. Okay, so it's more than just an energetic thing. There's there's thing there's something here that literally is not about being home or being what what is our composition or what's connected to our composition. When you talk about the, um, the remnants, you know, everything is stone. If you look and see even these ancient sites and structures, do you ever see any metal? I see stone no. everywhere. And I'm sorry, this isn't right. There's something wrong with that. There should be some kind of what I call not even a nanomaterial, but it would be a very advanced form of metal construct. Uh, we don't see any of that here. So it's really strange. Oh, you tell me that everything is just a stone. That's it. That they just had nothing but stones to build. I'm not buying this game board. I'm, it's just, for me, it just doesn't ring properly. Well, so, stone is the only thing that seems to survive time. The illusion of time. Well, well yeah. I find that interesting, and I, and I find that there's something wrong with that. So as an advanced species, as I know what we are, we don't build like that off planet. We don't use that. So that tells me something automatically, that there's something wrong. We would well, never agree. use that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, take it down to, you know, just a personal level. I had to declutter to, when I moved. And, and you know, I, I've been the one that has held um, family history and stuff from the family and, you know, to be, to be hopefully um, passed down through the generations. And I found I have found that you know there are things that I got rid of that now I wish I had saved because they'd been in the family for so long but I think I think on a grander scale that's what's happening it's sort of like mm-hmm. what do you save what do you preserve and even if you preserve it is the next generation going to value it or send it to goodwill right exactly and, and I think that's what's happening with humanity Mhm. Yeah, they don't appreciate the ancient artifacts or ancient information, and even ancestors. I, I find that it's important, but that's already there, embedded in the cellular molecular field. If you ask me, I think that at that level, they have the database of their ancestors. So whether it's a personality trait or information, or even something that reflects a past life or future life, I think that they'll have access. But you're right. When it comes down to what do we keep, and, and honestly, 
if this world was to go tomorrow, what would be left? You know, um, our consciousness, whatever we are in composition, can move on into another space time more than likely. Yeah. But I find that we were designed not to physically die, that we were designed to actually navigate and live off planet where we can live a longer, fruitful life without all this interference of uh, social engineering and religious indoctrination and global uh, political agendas and everything else. I mean, that's, in my opinion, the true reality, uh, that this is not the way we're supposed to be residing and living on this, this realm. So there's so much wrong here. You know, it's just, it's, it's, I can't begin to tell well, you. I, I mean, I know you know. I, I, I agree with you, and yet there's a purpose to the spirit traveling through time, experiencing what it's experiencing it. So, so you know, there's got to be a point to it. It can't be pointless. There has to be a reason for it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're here because you feel a, a different time and space time is more appropriate and that's an awareness that is you know it, it, it's great to share it and that's probably why you're here and and you know sharing that concept with others will plant a seed of wonder and a seed of you know let me look into this let me see you know if she's full of it or if she makes sense I mean that could be why you're here uh, I just don't I don't think anything happens without reason I just would love to have the reason so I'm more comfortable with the stupidity that I have to go through from time to time. Mm-hmm, right. And there's always the aspect of this place was a mistake. It was an error and that it shouldn't have been here. It shouldn't have been in this configuration in any formula. So that's, that's, nobody looks at those things like, well, how can that be? You know, this is divine. and Maybe not. Maybe it was something that shouldn't have been created here <laughs> in this particular configuration. That's my point. And I've always said we were in the wrong space on configuration. That we're not supposed to be in this one. Um, even the moon, you know, we've discussed that before. You know, I, I'm sure it showed up out of a different space time. It wasn't something that's supposed to be here. And I was surprised it's still lingering around. But it's a beautiful full moon, obviously, tonight. But, I mean, there's so much yeah. on that level you can look at. And whether people want to think the happy thoughts and think that, you know, it's all for a reason. Or is this it's just a big error in that there's so many flaws here that those of us who have become more advanced, when, when I say advanced, meaning that we're just so dialed into what's off planet that we can see from a different perspective and a different angle, we can see the flaws and say, this isn't, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. So, so this is a cosmic you know, oops. Yeah, I think so. Honestly, um, I really do. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's obvious. I, I don't know. I mean, what everybody's you know, thoughts are on that. But for me, I'm looking at like, man, what a disaster. You know, there's some beautiful elements here, but when you think about it, when you terraform some, terraform something, it can be beautiful overnight. You can make all kinds of beautiful things and the trees and the elements and this, that, and the other. And, of course, the state of being, the state of consciousness and how that syncs up. I think there's a lot to be said about that because it's an integral life form now. Everything is interconnected and intersecting to a point where it's alive, intelligent, and even the people here, they're all connected as a collective of energy. So you have to factor that in, too, which I'm sure you have, but... You know, on that level, what keeps it going? What keeps the pulse of this world going? I hope it's not fear, because that's not gonna that's not gonna do any good. No, but but you know, I've heard it said, and I do believe it that that on many levels, um, Earth is is sort of in quarantine, and um, yeah, and it's important that we be in quarantine because, frankly. We are a rather primitive 
race at this point in time. I mean, well, they're especially our engineered to be that way. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, but you look at the people that created it, the puppet masters. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but look at look at us. You know, we have the first thing we do is we we get an army. What's the purpose of an army? War. And mm-hmm. you know, it it it's not it's not. And and if you even tried as a country to exist without the army, you'd be taken over immediately. They have to have the army. Mm-hmm. And, well, and yeah, because they're hostile. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. But that's not so, all of us. And I find that the, those who are different, like the descendants of the visitors, we don't operate like that. We fight when we have to at all. You know, that's the last resort, you know, self, self-preservation self type thing. When it comes down to it, there's this, this cosmic flow where it's just one of those things. It's a protocol. You just don't behave that way. That's why I never understood why they have all these contracts with military and the Department of Defense connected to space platforms and SpaceX. I'm like, you know what? That's the biggest flaw Musk has made is contracting with the Department of Defense. And I know that the only way he can get off planet is with them. He can't do it alone. There's no way. So, but that is a monkey on his back that's going to haunt him, and he doesn't even know it. Yeah, I, I agree. changed the subject. Sorry, but it, it, I'm just doing an analysis, you know. And I, and I do see that, and I agree with you. But we're we're not in quarantine per se. In my opinion, this is like I said that the social engineering is the flaw. That's the mechanism. And if you look at the sentient, what I call sentient machine intelligence or intelligent design, it doesn't have all this um, this programming connected to that kind of aggression. So that's something, in my opinion, that can be engineered out of the DNA sequencing. I don't want to sound like one of those off-worlders who you know have meddled in the DNA, but I do find that. That's happened. So however that's happened, it's happened, whether it's through vibration or through uh, warfare, however. And I do know that electronic warfare will definitely bring out the hostile energetics. It will definitely bring out the warrior, no doubt. So. Well, yeah, and that's, that's what we see. And the, the, you know, the last six months, we've seen that, that, come more and more and more to the fore and Mm -hmm. the outrage on so many different levels is 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 you know it's it's overflowing in in society as a whole and there are groups of people who are fighting one another and don't know why they're fighting Mm -hmm. you know it's it's just you know it's kill. It's a race. It's it's you know. I I the more I look, the more, and the more I you know. There are you know of late you know babies that were killed. I mean, come on. Um, mm-hmm. We we are a society where we are capable of talking things out of of um, you know. But but unfortunately, people in power. Um, have agendas and they're not looking mm-hmm. after their people they're looking after their their history or their you know what are people going to you know think or believe of me in the future and and you know can I put together um can I put together a dynasty or can I put to, I you still have people wanting to have dynasties and mm-hmm. and not on this it's yeah it's 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 amazing um, and and you step back and you think, how can this happen in in this century? How can people have have still kept those 
those primitive qualities within them so that they, they get to a place where they have power and then they can wield that power and just laugh at anybody trying to um, bring them into reign to, you know, the laws don't apply to me and, and mm-hmm. apparently not. So, you know, and, and we've, got, we've got stuff going on and it's going to continue into the new year for sure. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, if, if anyone who has lately been to a grocery store knows, you know, the kind of outrage, you know, I feel anyhow. Oh, yeah. No, it's getting ridiculous. I don't know what, you were talking about this the other night, what, what exactly has gone up the most. And I can tell you point blank, plastic bags, the price on plastic bags has escalated big time. There are certain things that are just, all of a sudden are just off the rails when it comes down to what they're trying to charge for certain things. I don't know about the food. I mean, you're talking about edibles. But I've been looking at other things, you know, too, and it's like, wow, this has tripled in price, and I thought that's interesting. Well, even even the food that is available has been engineered to the point that it's not nutritious anymore. Have you seen the mm-hmm. the the uh, the the pyramid of you know of the different kinds of foods and the things that are now on the pyramid, as opposed to well, milk and eggs and. <laughs> Um, I can't remember the things that are on it, but it's just, it's so ludicrous and ridiculous. It's just, and yet it's there, yeah. and, the, and it's being taught in school. Sugar, Once again, you know, unhealthy diet. Isn't that crazy? Like I said, everything they're doing right now is so linear and so density related. You know, it has no value to the cosmic design. And I'm a firm believer, I, I mean, fasting is a great thing to do when you can. Um, you know, your body responds to fields of energy, so... You know, vibrational foods. I'm sure you're familiar with vibrational healing and foods and how you can change that. Yeah. Not only do you bless your food, but then there's a book. I don't remember. I can't remember the name of it now. It was a great book on vibrational medicine, but it, it dealt with foods and the vibrations they are associated with. And I find that it's very, very important, yeah, that, that, that your body is fueled by something that syncs up with the cosmic frequencies instead of just being geoengineered out the wazoo and makes you feel extra fat and extra full. And, and it's just no good. And people are so uh, allergic now to dairy. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of issues with that. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of that going on. It's just, it's it's unbelievable. You check out the different foods and where they are on the pyramid. Ridiculous. These well, it's like crickets now? I won't be eating those. Right? No, I mean, it's... That it, whole it, cricket it, thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm not going to eat those. <laughs> But, but um, you know, it, it's it's really um, it, it it's frightening how mm-hmm. how they're teaching people to be unhealthy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree with you. But I think the also you know the electromagnetic field, the way it's being remodulated, and some of this uh, dirty electricity. I mean, that that brings in inflammation. That can actually add to weight uh-huh. gain, headaches, all kinds of things. Dirty electricity is very bad for you. So, you know, that's another aspect and of one it as well. Of, one of the most important things ever out there is earthing. If you can walk mm-hmm. barefoot on the ground for half an hour a day, and, and on the ground, I'm talking soil and grass, mm-hmm. not, not in your house, and, you know, to, to, to reconnect with the, with the Schumann energy, um, that helps to fight arthritis and all sorts of and inflammation and all sorts of other things so mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 and and yet the healthy stuff is out there and people people aren't taught people aren't given 
the chance to look at it. They, it isn't taught in school. Your food groups aren't being taught any anymore in a, in a healthy way. Um, and, and a stupid thing, cursive is no longer taught in the school. That's so stupid. That and, is dumb as I, good grief, yeah. And yet you can't open a bank account without a signature. So basically they just put a little X. That's no, signature. they have to have a I, no, I think they have to have a signature. <laughs> but no, I mean, people are going to get to that level. I love having a signature. I've always used to practice writing my name, you know. Um, of course, I sign my books, but you know what I mean? Didn't you always do that when you were young? So oh, yeah. So write in cursive and make this beautiful, like, pretty, you know, the way it looks. And That's a shame that Absolutely. they don't teach that creative design work within, you know. Yeah, so, Block writing. Yeah, I, yeah. And it, it, it isn't that I'm holding on to the past. It's it's I wanna rec I wanna honor the past. I wanna recognize the mm-hmm. past and and it's 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 not being taught and you know, when I like I said before, I've got one one grandchild who's going into his senior year next year and another grandchild that is going into her freshman year next year and mm-hmm. in college and I'm a horrified um it used to be the first semester you you did the basics so that you learned what you should have learned in high school but high school didn't teach you now it's the first 2 to 3 years and you don't specialize until your senior year hmm so so i mean wow. not, so i mean certainly there are there are there are career paths where where you know it's the science science stuff and technology like that, but for the most part, um, you're just they catch you up so that you can hopefully read. And but but it's 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 a waste of time. It's college mm-hmm. is no longer a place to get an education. It's a it's a place where you socialize. Right. And yeah. Because I mean, when when I look at at my college years, um, I learned nothing. I mean, everything I know today, really, I, I taught or learned myself. You know, it, mm-hmm. it looked interesting. I looked into it. I learned about it. Mm-hmm. College didn't teach me anything. Right. I mean, it taught me. Yeah. It taught me. You know. One semester you have a bank account in one bank, and the second semester you have a, ba- a bank account in another bank, and that gives the first the first checking account a chance to clear everything, so that when you come back the next year, you go back to the first account, which is now balanced out, and you know that that's the only thing I actually learned in college. Jeez, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me though, not at all. Yeah, so we. It's time, but you need that piece of paper to make more money in the illusion of it's a game board they play here. So, you know, people don't get a college degree. I mean, if you go get something, at least you're able to make more money. That was the whole idea behind it was to have some kind of successful career. Instead of having a job, there's a difference between a job and a career. You know, anybody can have a job that doesn't have a career. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work that way anymore. And, you know, Mm -hmm. most jobs you have to fit into their framework. And right. so you yeah. have to learn their framework and fit into it. And, you know, it, it there's very little room for creativity these days in any job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had a very I true. had a friend who 
I had a friend who worked for IBM, and she was in a meeting for something, and at one point there was a lull, and she she said something like, I think this might work better, and she was told she wasn't paid to think. Are you kidding? Oh, no, I'm serious. Acceptable. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I mean, and, <laughs> that's terrible. This is that's IBM. Terrible. This is IBM. Yeah, well, I've worked for EDS, you know, there, right? Like yeah. Science Data Systems. It was back in the day when I was very young. I didn't put up with anything. I would tell off the GM if I needed to. And they respected me after a while. But I can tell you, you know, it is not easy working with those corporations. I'm sure you're familiar with that. So uh, especially if you think outside the box and you're not part of that, that game board. That's terrible, though. But I think that hands-on training is, is important. And I find that the best people who learn are the ones who are just trained. You know, just train them. You know, sometimes you don't need to go to a college and get this four-year degree or whatever else. You just get the training. You get the training, and then you're good. So well, even a, even, that's opportunity. Yeah, even the tra- even a trade school. I mean, if you're if you're taught to okay, this is the problem. How can you fix it? To use your creativity to figure out how to how to fix something or how to shift something around to encourage the creativity within any individual. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's important. It's crucial. And creativity is something that is not taught or even, get, you know, kids aren't even given the opportunity to stretch their creativity and come mm-hmm. up with different answers and different ways of doing things. It's, it's you know, toe the party line, which is frightening. Right. Yeah, I agree. There's no room for expansion. That's unfortunate, you know. It really is. Well, when I... When I taught school originally, um, and and I graduated in the 60s, and, you know, I was given a classroom of kids, and I was told to teach them any way I wanted to. And by the time I was at the end of my career, I had to do IEPs on each kid for every subject, and the state would come in, they would do... um, they would do surprise visits, and they, uh, the, they wanted the IEPs for each kid, and they would go to that kid's desk and see what he was working on to make sure it was on the IEP. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What a drag. And, and it, was like, it was like there is no, no way to be creative with these kids anymore. There's no way to... I mean, you know, I can only speak from my own experience. There may be schools, there may be places, there may be administrations that allow for it. But for me, letting the kids, you know, give an indication of what they're curious about, um, I remember, and I taught special ed, and I can remember talking about um, Egypt and meditation and, you know, they asked what meditation was, and so I pulled the blinds down, and I put music on, and we sat there, and I, I talked them through a meditation. Oh, how and nice. Said, this, is what they, you know, this is what they do. This is what they did. This mm-hmm. is how they, they cleared their minds and were able to focus better. And, you know, it was a, a, something they did every day, and it was part of their ritual of, of, of living. It was like eating three meals a day and meditating. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I was able to do that with special ed, but not at the end. At the end, I, I had to make sure that whatever 
within the IEP was being addressed every day. And that's no way wow. to teach. Mm-mm. No, it's not. So, but that's the whole idea, you know. It's just it's really a, it's such a construct. School systems are just that. I never liked school. I never resonated with it. I never did. Ever. Well, you know, I think one-room schoolhouses were a good a good way to go. And mm-hmm. and I I no longer really believe that special ed should have a special classroom. I believe teachers should be they should be they should be mixed in with the total population so that the regular kids are taught compassion mm-hmm. for right. for those you know and and you know how to help and right. you know it it just but but again it can't be done because you know it's it can't be undone it's you know they've been isolated mm-hmm. and that's where it is and there's a whole program with special trained assistants that that are never trained appropriately and you know it's just it's a very sad our education system sucks mm-hmm. i agree now, i don't know if it's better in other countries or not i'm assuming it's probably similar in some weird way but yeah no i agree that's that's really the output of a bad society i mean a society that's not up to speed with bigger scenery you know they're learning capabilities their assessment and situation awareness i can go on and on about what their capabilities are, just common sense. You know, none of that is there. So, except they're glued no, to their iPhones. And, and and it's sort of like, well, see, that's one of the problems. You can ask your iPhone anything, and it'll give you the answer. So why should you bother oh, yeah. to learn it? I know. That's like the tricorder and, in Star Trek, isn't that kind of like, I mean, they're convenient. <laughs> I love it, too. Don't get me wrong. I think that they're really cool. But I also understand, you know, bigger scenery. <laughs> You multitask in different realms and use whatever, you know, tools you have. But, yeah, no, they're not really utilizing it properly, more than likely. Yeah, but when it comes down to, well, you know, sending, sending, it it got to the point where you can send an email, which was fabulous. I love it and I use it too. But then it came down to texting and then it came down to, you know, the emojis and and mm-hmm. everything comes, you know, it, it, it takes away personality. It's, I, I don't talk emoji. I have no idea what a lot of those things mean. So, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody sends me emojis, I just, you know, type back, I don't talk emoji. You're going to have to use your words. <laughs> and it's kind of like saying to a kid, use your inside voice or your outside voice. It's kind of like, use your words. Tell me what you want to tell me because, you know, and I have other people that will just talk into their into their phone, and because of how they say words, what they mean to say and what they actually say are two different things. So oh yeah, no, yeah. the translation comes out wrong. Yeah, yeah. I have one person that in, if he says four, it comes out fur, and you know it's, it's it's sort of like you you have to be able to typing. yes. <laughs> But, but it, it, again, you have? it's something that 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 actually was very made made a lot of things very convenient, but it took away from our ability to be uh, to communicate better. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, you know, it's it's and and communicating is so important. Darn it! <laughs> it is. Well, I think it is, and and being intelligent is, in my opinion, important as well. You want to learn as much as you can while you're here. 
that's for sure. Oh, exactly. So, yeah. But but look at what look at what they're doing. They're taking all sorts of stuff out of the curriculum, which is history. Mm-hmm. And and right. um, you know, even the I, athletics. You know, I think aren't they taking out that too? Music and um, athletic yeah. programs. I don't know. I thought they were trying to ban all that too. I think one one of the interesting things. Um, Somebody did a study, I don't know how true it is, but I do remember reading the report, that there is only one president that did not have descendants that owned slaves. And that's Donald Trump, because his family didn't come over here until way after slavery. Mm-hmm. But every other president has has relatives, has ancestors that owned slaves at one time. Mm-hmm. And And... Well... The, the demand to pay reparation to people, um, you know, just just is so ridiculous. Well, that's a crock. No, that's inexcusable. Inexcusable. No, everybody's been a slave at some point in space time, in my opinion. So, you know, that's just that's just not even relative, honestly. Well, I have I have ancestors who were indentured. That's slavery. Mm-hmm. But but my theory on 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 the reparation thing is that. That yes, they're all entitled to reparation. You give them exactly what they were given back then, an acre of land and a donkey. Well, the thing is, it might have been, it's not them. They they have lives, they have opportunities, they have college. They're not slaves. But I will say one thing. If you're on this terraform rock called Earth and you have to work for a living and you can't survive without working, then you're you're indoctrinated as a slave. Um, you have That's yeah. slave labor, in my opinion. Because if you can't make it without working, then you're a slave. And I'm not saying this against people. I'm just saying there's something wrong with this, once again, this quote-unquote civilization that thinks that's okay. It's not okay. Um, it really isn't. So that's the whole idea. People waste their lives and rot their lives away. How many hours a day, eight to ten hours a day, working something they hate? And by the time they get to retire, what's left? They're exhausted, probably not healthy. You know, that's that's slaves. That's that's an indoctrination program. And, and I'm sorry. Uh, so everybody's a slave, as far as I'm concerned, if you have to do that. If you're a multi-billionaire and you don't have to do anything but play with toys all day, um, that's real nice. That's good for you. But most people don't have that opportunity. Well, not only that, but we're all slaves because just about everybody has credit cards they owe money on. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's you're encouraged to overspend so that you owe money. And you know, if you if you get that credit card up high enough, there's no way you'll ever dig out. So you are a slave. Yeah, the interest and, rates are and, skyrocketed. Yeah, especially since the shutdown, um, things have gone up drastically on that level. Yeah, no, that's true. And once again, it's just, this whole scenery is just a joke and a half. We have free energy. We have all these things that can change the realm. And why why it's not happened? Well, it's unfortunate. But yeah, that's why I said this place is backwards. Everything here is backwards. It's like living in a, in a primordial area. Is we talk about the past and history and, and the old world days, but I find it just as inverted, even with technology. Oh, I agree. Well, and look at Tesla had a way of giving free energy to everyone. Now there's mm-hmm. nothing stopping our government from building Tesla towers and giving the country free energy. Well, they have all kinds of satellites over your head every day, and they have their Wi-Fi, and they have um, all this other stuff with the, beyond the 5G. But it's more about, once again, it's a weaponization of low-Earth orbit. It has nothing to do with benefiting anybody here. Once in a while, you'll see them send some kind of a Starlink over to somebody in distress. But honestly, no, they've got plans, and the plans aren't involving the mass collective. Unfortunate. 
Well, I should say they have. No, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. And, and it's sort of like what I, I'd like to know what their what their end game is. You know, well, you they're already living and, it. Well, this is an end game. Right. Well, I think they they find the mass collective is a nuisance. You know, if you think about it, they look at them as like ants on a. If you look at the world from a distance, you see these little tiny things walking around. That's people, right? It's that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They really don't care. It's like ants at a picnic. In my opinion, I think it's all collateral damage. And it's it's one of those things where it's non-relative. All they care about is what they can accumulate, what they can weaponize, and what they can do with their toys. And now that they think they can run the cosmos, which they cannot, um, that's the bigger scenery. I mean, that's what they're after insofar as global domination and now planetary um, domination when it comes down to staking territories in whatever they can. I still well, question I, some of the stuff kept... they're doing with yeah, with that um, that asteroid and some other things. I'm really not convinced they're actually able to do the things they say they're able to do. I think a lot of it's propaganda. But I do know through my own interface that there are things that we can do that are phenomenal and beyond and light years beyond what mankind can ever suspect. So, well, I agree, but at the moment we're just cannon fodder. Oh yeah, well I'm you not know, planning they... on being that, but yeah, no, it's true. Everybody's here in the line of fire, and if you're on ground level, um, most of them can run in an underground base somewhere. But if you're just walking the world here, it's it's completely toxic, as it's like a dirty fishbowl, like I said before. So unless you have some kind of really nice multi-billionaire faceted lifestyle, which in my opinion, even these rich rich people. If you're not living off planet, they're still they're still screwed <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, maybe that's Musk's vision of getting out of here because maybe he knows. Because I know, you know, uh, if you have that kind of money, dude, you should be lingering around here. I'll tell you that right now. If you want to play games and think and think the planet's so cool and people are entertaining, uh, now you're missing the picture here. So a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And that's what I mean by people getting sidetracked over in the Middle East and some other areas especially even with the, with what's going on in this government here with the border. I mean, I can go on and on about that. Of course, you don't hear anything about all that. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that, 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 you know, is, is, uh, it blows my mind. Uh, and yeah. some, some of the people in power are saying, well, we have to let them in because somebody has to clean our houses and, you know, yeah, that was do our closely. gardening. Yeah. yeah. She and, people and, to basically and, kiss her butt 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it's hysterical, but the thing that bothers me the most about what's going on right now, well, not the most, but one of the things that bothers me is that so many of these people come from a climate that is so hot, it's unbelievable, mm-hmm. and they're sleeping in the streets of New York and Detroit and Chicago. Now, yeah, I, know, yep. I know what four feet of snow can do. And I know what winter is like. And every time I think about that, all I can think of is going way, way back to the Black Plague when when they would come with with, um, carts, you know, down the streets yelling, you know, bring out your dead. I mean, what is going to happen when there is a blizzard and these people who are barefoot and have never seen snow what is going to happen to them? I mean, I, it, it, I, you know, I'm, I'm terrified because these people, they're going to die like, like they're, they're going to, I mean, I, I think many cities are just waiting for, you know, the snow to come to kill them. 
Well, if you know, um, there's stuff that they were they were putting them in five star hotels up there in New York City, wasn't it? So they're not sweating yeah, bullets but, on that one. Go ahead. Well, no, but there are still people on the streets, and and they're cutting. Yeah, well, there's a lot of homeless. Yeah. Mhm. And and you know when you get three feet, I mean I, <clears throat> I lived in in Minnesota and Michigan, both of them. I know what the snow can do, and oh, my um, I I don't, <laughs> you know I I don't know what what uh, what is slated for this winter, but you know when it comes to um, January, February, March, I mean it's brutal. How are oh, these people going yeah. to survive? Well, I mean, I don't and, know if they factor in everything. Quite honestly, yeah. I, I mean, you know, yes. Let's 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 go to the United States, where the you know it's kind of like way, way, way back. You know, go to the United States, where the streets are paved with gold. I I cannot believe that they would walk as far as they've walked to come to this country to die. And I think that's what's well, going to happen to Well, I think they're going to get treated better them. than that. But, yeah, I, I think that also, I, I know a lot are in Texas, a lot are in California. They do go to the warmer climates um, and also, like, Florida. So I don't think all of them are in, like, cold climate. But, yeah, you know, you have a point there on that level. But they're also given money. They're given food. They're giving um, whatever it is they need to survive, as far as I know. I think they're giving more money than your average Joe and your average homeless vet. So we'll see where it all goes on that level. But still, you know, like well, I said, how many are decent people and how many are criminals? You know, that's another scenario altogether. So, Well, exactly. I mean, there are some very genuine people there. But, but unfortunately, mixed in with them are terrorists. And oh, we have, we're loaded with terror cells right now. Even the FBI has been saying it. But, you know, they knew this years and years ago. We had these guys training here in this country for decades. So for them to say all of a sudden, oh, you should be careful, you know, dude, you guys knew it a long time ago. This is nothing new under the sun in this country when it comes down to terror cells. So, yeah, it's kind of like a free fall now. Well, you know what what has always, what what I still am curious about, um, decades ago they made a big thing about the, the 800 FEMA camps that were all over this country that were all manned and ready for, um, disaster people. Mm-hmm. Now we've had disasters, and they never opened any of the camps for them. And those FEMA camps um, could could have housed just about everybody that's come into this country. And if they had put them all in the FEMA camps, and then and then vetted them from the camps, and and you know those that 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 had to be sent back would be sent back, and those that were you know, cleared could could be released into the mm-hmm. general population. Yeah. They could have done that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, <clears throat> that takes intellect. And that they way, don't have it. And well, but but the camps are still there. What are they mm-hmm. What are they waiting for? They had Katrina. They didn't use the camps then. They've had They've had a lot of, you know, some some horrible things happen, and no place for the people to go. And those camps are. And ready for people. Why aren't they mm-hmm. using them? Right. No, that's a good point you make. I know they put some on a military base, which made no sense to me whatsoever. When they first <laughs> started coming over the border, I was like, what the hell are you putting them on a military base for? 
That made no sense to me. Everything's so jacked up here. Like I said before, I just can't even, there are no words to describe the kind of garbage that's going on in this country right now. <laughs> so really is just a circus. Well, it's, it's, it's fascinating to watch. I mean, I, but they're human beings too. And you hate to see human beings treated like this. Um, well, no life forms, they, even animals. I mean, nothing should be mistreated in my opinion, you know, but this is a very dirty world. It really is. And I try to look at the light on it. I was trying to try and light on it and see the positives, but now it seems like the negatives outweigh the positives on so many levels. Well, you really want to, um, I mean, there, listen, this is a big country. There, there, there are, are ways that, that we could have assimilated all of these people if it was done right. And, mm-hmm. And it wasn't, and you know. Oh, no. So I, you know, I just, uh, you know, I I drove across country with Patrick, I don't know, fifteen years ago, and you know, saw how much space there really is there, and mm-hmm. you know, we we could have we could have assimilated them, and you know. Put them on big farms or something. Do you know people are paid in Tennessee here to not grow crops? And yet there's a food shortage. There's a food shortage. Who's paying them? Obviously the government, right? What's the The government is. But why? I have no idea. makes no sense. They want everybody to starve? I I think it's to keep the prices, you know, whatever. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. we have farmland here that people are being paid to not plant. That's Give it insane. a break. It's really weird. And, yeah, that doesn't you know, make any sense. Russia, we we send wheat to Russia, and and yet there are people hungry here. This is I I have no problem with sharing our wealth. I have a problem with giving away when there are so many people here that are in need. That bothers mm-hmm. me. Well, I don't think we have the wealth we used to have in this country. That's another scenario altogether. Even if people are independently wealthy, that's not the country itself. That's a, that's another reason why the rich are able to manipulate this country is because they are they're they're calling the shots with their own bank accounts a lot of the time. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, it's really corrupt, and it just is, you know. But it's, uh, yeah, we've got 2024 right around the corner here in the Illusion of. I don't know if you put a forecast out yet on your website. Not yet. December <laughs> is coming up this next week, and mm-hmm. that'll be out before the first. And then um, <clears throat> December will be out there, and then the forecast for next year, uh, 24, will be out there as well as January. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I got those three those three that are slated to go up and out and, and well, that's good. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm being kept busy for sure. Oh so, yeah. But it's exciting. You know, here I get to be creative here. I get to mm-hmm. get to get the juices flowing and it's very exciting. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love doing the podcasts and I love writing for the website. So, you know, I'm very fortunate, knock on wood, that that in my golden years, <laughs> mm-hmm. I 
I, I don't know why they're called golden. You know, there isn't a thing about me that's golden. Can't they be platinum? <laughs> yeah, maybe platinum. I don't know, but <laughs> but but it's it's you know it's a very exciting creative time for me. But that's good. Um, you know, for a lot of people, it's not. And and mm-hmm. you know, you kind of. Um, I, I again have been very very fortunate that uh, you know Nightlight has run what fifteen years now and um, wow amazing yeah it it really um, I kind of you know am am blown away by just how um, you know how long I've been doing this stuff and I think what's mm-hmm. what's really kind of what's really kind of cool is there are over. 1,100 shows that I've done so far. Wow, that's good. That's amazing. It's a lot. Quite a bit. And, and you know, yeah, it is. When you, but when you do something like this and, and it's it's a joy and it's fun, you're not, I, I don't think there's anything that I've done because I wanted to do a lot of something or, um, you know, I wanted to make a name or anything like that. I have just had a lot of fun doing all of this. Mm-hmm. And I think you did the same thing. I mean, you do it because you you enjoy it. You don't do it because you have to. Right. Yeah. No, definitely. I do like it. It's It's been an interesting road, an interesting journey. <laughs> well, you've done your yep. show, you know, Hyperspace and, and The Witching right. Hour. You've done both of them for a long time, haven't you? Right. I, I do, and I think everybody knows by now that, that KCR is closing uh, down. The station is going to close down. My last show on Hyperspace is December 1st, and that's with Space Boy and Serlana. So, yeah, that's going, and that's eight years, eight years with them. I'm still on Raven Star mm-hmm. Switching Hour, and, and, of course, that's on Revolution Radio, and that's how many years I forget now, but it's a lot since they've been around so <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but that's a lot of work, you know, and, and like you were saying, it's, it's not like it was a chore per se. I really do enjoy interviewing people. And uh-huh. and I enjoy sharing information. Like you and I, we have a great dialogue. You know, we do. Um, we, I love this show. I think we have fun with this. So that kind of oh, thing yeah. as well. But yeah, it, it's really not anything that I ever made money on. That's for damn sure. And um, <laughs> we never looked at it like that. But it was what it was. And and I think in these times, education. If you can share information, gnosis, wisdom, even laughter. I mean, if you can just raise the vibration a little bit and change the energy and get out there on the airways, I think that's a huge deal. I think that's more impactful than anything, quite honestly. Well, I agree with you. And and you know, when you when you can can tell um when when you, when you're putting something out there and you're doing it because there's a joy in it for you to share, then 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 it reaches exactly where it's supposed to go. And mm-hmm. um you know, I know that uh I don't have I don't have numbers on a lot of um Places, but I do know that that on 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 Blog Talk Radio with with um, with YouTube included, um, there have been more than half a million downloads. So you Excellent. know, there there it, it, it's kind of like I know that I know that people are downloading it. I I don't know if they're listening to all the show or or, or anything like that, but. I do know that that there is an audience out there that that reaches for the information and and it, it's very exciting and you know I I do books that 
intrigue me. You know, sometimes they'll mm-hmm. have material in them that everybody will be interested in, and sometimes not so much. But I know Gary Wayne's new book is coming out. Um, oh, nice. Probably, probably in March. And when I took a look at it, it has so much material. It has seven different categories or, or, or groupings. And I took a look at it and I said, now I'll read this, but you know, you've got to understand there's so much material here. And he said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, I'll tell you what I think. He said, let's do it. And I said, you don't know what I think yet. And so we're going to take all seven of the of the categories that he has the book divided into, and we're going to do a weekly show on each of them. So I have seven straight weeks of nice. uh, Gary Wayne. That's going to be great. I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to that. That is mm-hmm. going to be so spectacular. I can't wait. I mean, mm-hmm. seven weeks of Gary Wayne. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's great. I like the way you're doing that in sequence, too. And that breaks down the book so it's not overwhelming for the listeners. That's nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in, down into the Nephilim Wars and all sorts of different different sections. So it, it's going mm-hmm. to be... Um, it's going to be, you know, and and again, it's I'm having fun with this. That's why I'm doing it, so that you know, I'm I'm not nobody's dictating to me, and and you know, so it, it it's mm-hmm. it's fun, and I think you're doing the same thing. I think you're, mm-hmm. I think you're evolving into you know what is best for you, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I think. Who knows? You may do another book while you ha- are on hiatus. You know, you never know. Well, I'm working on a star map, and that's um, that's my next book. So it's star map, a star map book. Yeah. Oh, that's it's going to cool. be complicated. So that's the thing is that's why it's taking a little bit of time of time, and I, I'll probably throw a couple other books in there at the same time. But trying to get that one going, it's actually a star map in correlation with traversing the galactic highway and getting from point A to point B. I know that they have uh-huh. their own trajectories and they do their own mapping, but I'm doing my mapping. <laughs> so <laughs> it takes a little bit of time because I'm not using a, a formula for, like, I'm not using your generic formulas that you can download, you know, or like most uh-huh. people do. So anyways, it's going to take a while, but just like anything else, it'll be nice. It'll be fun. Well, yeah, I think that's, you know, I, I think the the Internet has become a wonderful way of expression for me it's 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 a toy in many ways you know i can put material out there and i can get it out to thousands of people or and 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 you know the the show goes around the world mm-hmm. and yeah it's 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 really it's it's you know in in my entire life i never never had the 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 dream of being able to sit and talk in my in my office here and talk to somebody who's across the country, and then, and then have it go out across the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Wow, just wow! <laughs> Isn't that cool? Remember the old days when we had flyers, and you know, I don't know about you, but I had flyers, and then I had, uh, well, you know, I, I, I had business cards, and I had a little website when it first started the internet, but nothing. Uh-huh. You know, and then the whole thing changed. Everything changed. Of course, the interconnection happens, yeah, but but it's interesting, yeah. I traveled all across the country doing, you know, know, readings and stuff like that, and and flyers, and oh my gosh, and then, and then, and then the internet just, just, 
became my venue, and it was, it was so cool. Um, I, I just noticed we're almost out of time. So, so, so um, hyperspace. The last show is on yes. the first of December. That's KCLR. And yep. then the Witching Hour is on Freedom Slips. Mm-hmm. Um, on Saturdays. That's, is that Saturdays. And your website yep. is where? It's nightshadowanomalydetectives.net. I still have the other one.com, but it's it's getting revamped. So you can find me over there. So people can probably send me a message if you need to at nightshadowanomalydetectives at protonmail.com. Okay. If they need to. Yeah, but thank well, you so again, much, Barbara. We... This was fun. <laughs> Always. <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we won't be um, uh, in, in any way censored, but, you know, my shows are more more likely than not being censored these days, which is kind of cool. It means we're saying something true. So oh, the yeah, shows will always be on, the, the shows will always be on Blog Talk. Blog Talk does not censor, uh, but YouTube does. So you might want to check... Um, Blog Talk uh, archives for Nightlight to see some of the shows that have been outlawed, so to speak. Um, There's Odyssey, kind of too, fun. Barbara. Odyssey also will not – well, they, you can transfer your files from YouTube to Odyssey. Odyssey, right? Odyssey, Odyssey. H-O-N? Yeah, Odyssey. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I had to do because they kept pulling my videos. Spell Odyssey a- for me. Um, I think it's O D Y S E E, if I'm not mistaken. They spell it kind of funny, but you can I can send you a link. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm always on the lookout for another place to put put us. So um, we will be back the end of December, the last Sunday in December, unless of course it's New Year's Eve, and then we'll reschedule. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, thank you so much. The, yeah, I, it's such a joy to have you and me on uh, Twilight, on, on Nightlight, and uh, a you, joy, an absolute joy. Likewise. Likewise. I always enjoy and being here with you. Thank you. It is. It is fun. So, so good night, and um, night. Good, night. good night, everybody, and thanks for being here with us. Uh, we so appreciate your listening to us rant, rave, and go on. And uh, we'll be back the last Dece- the last Sunday in December. Uh, also, I have a show tomorrow night, so um, please um, check that out. Uh, uh, the link is on my on my website, barbaradelong.com. And we will talk to all of you. Good night now. <laughs>